Welcome to the latest edition of our Fixed Interest podcast series. I'm James McCormack, head of the Sovereign Team, and today I'm joined by Steve Schwartz, head of our Asia Sovereign Team. We're here to discuss Fitch's upcoming Global Sovereign Conferences. They're taking place in Europe, Asia, and the U.S. during the weeks beginning September 9th and September 16th. Steve, I thought we could provide listeners with a preview of a couple of the issues that were going to be discussed during the conferences, and given that we're in Hong Kong, uh, specifically how they affect Asia. So let's start with the most obvious issue, which is the China-U.S. trade war. So what is our current assessment of how this is affecting the regional macro outlook for 2019? Well, thanks, James. Um, well, the effects of the U.S.-China trade war, along with geopolitics and shifting global interest rate expectations, is one of the key themes we'll be tracking. As the trade war escalates, we've been lowering our growth forecasts around the region. Uh, after all, Asia is a highly export-dependent region. Korea is a good example where our growth outlook now stands at just 2% in 2019 and, and only 2.3% in 2020. Growth is slowing in China, of course, but we're still expecting rather robust growth of 6.2% this year, falling to 6% at best next year. For Japan, our growth outlook stands at 0.8% this year, but the first half in Japan has actually been surprised us to the upside. Nevertheless, we do expect the export headwinds to begin impacting Japan in the second half of the year, and uh, there's also going to be some headwinds from the consumption tax hike in Japan, uh, so we expect growth to actually slow next year. Okay, so th I guess that's all, that's all pretty negative. Are there any winners in, in Asia? Well, you know, it's hard to really call them winners per se. Being such an export-dependent region, in our view, it's likely that the overall net impact across Asia will be negative. But we are seeing an impressive pickup uh, in FDI flows and exports out of Vietnam. That's been, of course, um, cited by many observers as a near-term winner as companies shift production and there's a trade diversion effect. And we're seeing some marginal impact of that in other countries around the region, possibly the likes of Malaysia. Uh, and even Taiwan is, uh, may be benefiting from some reshoring in the electronics industry. But overall, the headwinds are really the dominant factor, especially in the electronics sector. Okay. Uh, the second issue uh, that we'll be talking about during the conference is policy space or perceived policy space in light of slowing growth, which you've alluded to or the risk of slowing growth. So for the major economies in Asia, are there any notable differences in the capacity of macro policy to support growth in the short term if that kind of support is required? There, there are some interesting differences. For the most part, we have seen policies shifting to more growth-supportive modes in this context of concern about a global slowdown and the slowdown that's taking place in China. Most notably on the monetary side, we've seen interest rate cuts recently in the likes of Korea, which had been resisting cuts because of concerns of high household debt. But we've seen cuts uh, almost across the board in the likes of Indonesia, the Philippines, Thailand, Australia, and New Zealand, al along with India. Uh, the one exception to the interest rate cuts really is China, which has not lost its focus on deleveraging. 
so they might have loosened credit policies a bit. We are seeing credit rising again in China, but we're not expecting outright interest rate cuts there. Okay, and so is there capacity to continue to ease going forward if it's required in some of these countries? On the monetary side, there is. Um, the more interesting issue is which countries have scope for fiscal policy easing. And a few countries around the region, the likes of Japan, Malaysia, and India, continue to struggle with medium-term issues around high public debt burdens. Some of them, uh, for example, Japan, do have some room for near-term fiscal stimulus. Uh, Japan is trying to offset the impact of its consumption tax hike later this year. I mentioned China doesn't have much monetary space, but they've been quite aggressive in on-balance sheet fiscal measures such as tax cuts. And we are seeing more aggressive easing policies and the likes of Korea on the fiscal front, Thailand as well, just to name a few. So there is generally scope for fiscal policy easing. Okay, thank you, Steve. So senior sovereign analysts will be discussing these issues and a number of others, including the risks around Brexit and Italian politics, what, if any, are the implications of a large stock of negative yielding sovereign debt, we will discuss the recent market turmoil and our rating action in Argentina. Our Emerging Market Panel will provide for an update on Turkey. And Brian Colton, who's Fitch's Chief Economist, will speak about our latest global economic outlook. The Sovereign Conferences are going to be held in Hong Kong, Singapore, Frankfurt, London, Paris, and New York. And that's, again, during the weeks of September 9th and September 16th. Please visit the events page on FitchRatings.com for more information and registration details. And please join us again for the next edition of Fixed Interest Podcast. Thank you.